even serial killers live next door to someone. Yeah, that's true. Growing up in the suburbs as a kid, you know, how well did you really know your neighbors? You know, they were more acquaintances than anything, seeing them passing by. And what went on behind closed doors? Did you know? Would you be surprised if Mr. Jones was convicted as a serial killer? Guys, we're talking about summer of 84. This is a big favorite of mine. Uh, well, it takes place in 1984, and we're going to dive in on this uh, movie a little deeper here. And uh, we're going to do some of those beers I talked about a couple weeks ago that I snagged on that camping trip from uh, from some breweries in central Pennsylvania. So without further ado, here we go. Thanks, Jack. Everybody, welcome back. Thank you again for tuning in to Little Hops of Horrors Podcast. I am John, as always, your favorite host. Uh, well, favorite host of this podcast, anyway. Um, guys, we're doing Summer of 84. I know I mentioned that early on, but uh, this is an under-the-radar uh, horror flick. But if you guys are into, you know, Stand By Me, um, even kind of like a Sandlot kind of deal, uh, Stranger Things kind of, you know, uh, brought this genre kind of back to life. Um, but it's about, you know, some teenage boys kind of getting into some shit in their neighborhood. It, it, it really, really takes you back to being a kid. And we'll, uh, we'll dive into that here in a little bit. Talk about the beers we're doing today first. As I mentioned, we're doing some beers from, uh, central Pennsylvania. Uh, we're doing, um, Pine Man West Coast IPA from Logyard. Um, it's sitting at 3.7, sorry, uh, on Untapped, and it's a 5.5% West Coast IPA. Uh, so it's going to be a little more piney, it's going to be a little more bitter. Um, but I'm already sipping on it, it's pretty good. I did allude to this in a past podcast, um, past episode, that there's some, this is some sort of cryptid, uh, like it's a true story, it's based on a true story, and, um, oh, that's wrong. It says 5.5 on the tab. It says 6.6 on the can. Way to go. Um, apparently, this is some kind of like urban legend or something like that. And they made a uh, they made a beer out of it, which is uh, super cool. But uh, Log Yard, they're pretty available throughout uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, their beer is pretty solid. We checked out their tap room while we were uh, up near the PA Grand Canyon. And uh, not going to lie, it's pretty good. Second beer, we're going to do our first wheat beer. Um... And this one is from Otto's out of State College. Uh, it's their apricot wheat. It's one of my all-time favorite beers. It's one of those ones that I remember drinking at a uh, at a local beer, you know, watering hole kind of deal, a craft beer watering hole, uh, Blocktown. And they had a the, the lady there had like an agreement with uh, with some friends that she knew in um, in State College, and so she would get these beers that like, you just couldn't get anywhere else because she had friends like haul it back for her, which was kind of cool. And I don't know if that was entirely legal. Mm, anyway, <laughs> uh, this is the apricot wheat. Uh, weeds are nice for this time of year. Um, usually, you know, really light, nice and refreshing kind of beers. Um, this one's sitting at 3.63, very specific, on untapped, and it's a 4.5% beer. So like I said, these these tend to be a little, you know, lighter. Think like your Blue Moon um, beers like that. It's not stuff like that. That's beers like that. <laughs> Finally, we're doing Fifth Orbit, the uh, anniversary release from New Trail. Uh, it's a triple IPA coming in at 11.5%. So 
definitely saving that one for last because I got to get through this podcast and then uh, hopefully I'm not too hungover to swim around in a swimming pool tomorrow for the 4th of July. Hope you guys all had a safe holiday because this is getting released the week after. So um, hopefully you guys all still got your digits. Um, this one's sitting at a 4.31 on untaps. This one's uh, pretty highly rated and I'm not going to lie. I may or may not have already had one and not today, but previously. And uh, it's pretty fucking good. So, okay. Summer of 84. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. This one, I, I don't always, you know, 71%. This is right on the cusp of something that I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, I'm probably not going to watch it. Uh, Google users, 81%. So, uh, I actually don't even remember why I watched it. I think it's just like, it's just like a cool, you know, movie poster, you know, on, on the streaming service, like just the, you know, whatever, I guess that's called the poster. That's what I'm thinking. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about, like the, the movie, the picture of the movie, you know, and it just looked enticing. So, uh, I checked it out and, um, yeah, I'm really, really glad I did. Um, you guys remember summers as a kid? Riding bikes with your friends, maybe going a little further than you should have. You know, like we always had like limits. Uh, maybe you went a couple streets or like a whole other neighborhood over. <laughs> Playing sports with your buddies, you know, some football in the backyard or basketball up by the high school or whatever it was. You know, movies at the drive-in, campouts in the backyard, stealing your friend's older brother's porno magazines, playing flashlight tag in the neighborhood. Um, not a care in the world, you know, just... Just being a kid, just being, you know, a preteen, a teenager, you know, like those were fun days, you know, before technology like really took over our lives. You, I don't know. I feel like that, you know, growing up in the nineties was just like in, you know, early two thousands was just like maybe the perfect time to be a kid. Um, cause we got kind of the best of both worlds. You know, we got some of that technology, but it wasn't, it didn't run our lives. You know, we could still partake in all that other fun stuff. But this movie really captures, you know, what it was like, you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s. I know it takes place in 84, so it's probably a little more relevant to the older crowd. Not older, but you know what I mean. Um, but it was just awesome. You know, it's, it's, it's very relatable. And I don't know if maybe this generation would get it as much. You know, you're playing flashlight tag with all the neighborhood kids and all the parents knew each other. And, you know, they all went to church together and they, you know, they... We went fishing together and, you know, just the, the sense of community was a lot different back then uh, than it is now. Now everybody kind of keeps to themselves, but, you know, back then you had to be nice to everybody. <laughs> you were going to, this is, these were the people that you saw every day. And the, you know, if Bob Miller's cutting his fucking grass, you know, uh, Tuesday morning, uh, you better be next because you don't want to be the last guy to, uh, to cut your grass and be the you know, the outcast of the neighborhood, like, oh God, I can't believe he didn't cut his grass until Friday. Whew. He must not care about his lawn, you know, anyway. <laughs> um, but this was, uh, yeah, this was just like a, it's a ride down memory lane. It's a lot of fun. Um, my wife's not a big horror movie fan, uh, like literally at all. And we've covered that. Um, and this was one that I was able to convince her to watch with me. Um, mainly because I tossed out the Stranger Things, uh, you know, comparison. And she loves that show, which originally she didn't think she was going to. Uh, but I was like, just give it a chance. And she did, and she loves it now. So, um, yeah, this is very, very along those vibes. I got that horror synth kind of like background going the whole time, um, which I'm a sucker for. I love that music. I don't know why, 
but I love it. It's fantastic. But I mean, it just nails everything about being a kid that age. You know, the, the the little adventures they would go on, the clubhouse that they'd all hang out in, you know, sneaking beers from their parents, you know, beer fridge or whatever it was. And, you know, just hanging out, making dick jokes and making fun of each other and talking about banging each other's moms and all that stuff. And, you know, always bragging to your buddies that you got a lot further uh, <laughs> around the bases than you, you probably did. But, uh, you know, you didn't want to be the, the one that got left behind. So... Um, and it just, you know, it's funny. This movie is very funny. Uh, it takes you literally back to being a kid. If you grew up in this area, uh, era, era, there we go, not area. Um, but this was fun. I didn't, uh, the plot of the movie is essentially that, uh, young Davy, who is the main character, I guess there's a, there's a few, but he's like the, the one that he's the main character. Um, there's a serial killer in their community. I don't know if it's like their specific town like their tiny little niche of town or you know if it's like the the county or something um i'm not sure they don't really define that they just say cape may um but there's a killer and he keeps going after kids like his age so you know he's kind of on alert and he's got a bunch of like newspaper clippings like all over his wall so he's just kind of like into this like true crime stuff you know or in computer, in computer. Oh my God. I haven't had any beer. I've had fucking two ounces. Oh, you guys got to be used to this by now. Trip over myself all the time. Um, he's just like a conspiracy guy, you know, uh, he's always, you know, his Bigfoot real or UFO is real, you know, that sort of thing. And, um, he poses the question. There's a lot of like really cool one-liners here. We'll, we'll talk about some of that stuff, uh, going forward. But you know, this movie is just, I love it so much. Uh, I, I'm recommending it now. All right. It's a nine out of 10 for me. You don't got to wait to the end to hear my rating. This is a nine out of 10. And I was worried about the rewatch value because I've only seen it one time before. Um, but I really, I wanted to sit down and watch it with my wife or like, you know, another friend, you know, uh, and just give it a, an honest chance the second time around. And it was every bit as enjoyable the second time. It, it's one of those ones that has like a rewatch value, uh, which means I'll be pulling trigger and getting it on Blu-ray. Love you, babe. Um, yeah. This was fun. Uh, so young Davy uh, thinks that the the standout police officer that lives right next door or like very close, like like in the same cul-de-sac kind of thing, um, believes that he is a serial killer. Yeah, so squeaky clean, stand-up citizen, you know, does everything in the volunteering and, you know, has made donations and all that stuff that he's a serial killer. And, uh, this movie's kind of based loosely based on, you know, like the, the rampant serial killings in the the seventies and the eighties and, you know, late sixties. And, you know, this, this, this attack on, you know, Americana, this like perfect American dream where you have your white picket fence away from the city and everybody loves everybody and everybody knows everybody. And, you know, you have this nice house and this, you know, you're grilling out on Sunday and, you know, um, it was safe. It was the suburbs. It was nice. And this was like prime territory for these serial killers, uh, in real life. Like, you know, the Kempers, the Gacy's, the Dahmers of the world, the Bundy's of the world. Um, there's actually, a, a he has a, he has a bug, like a VW bug that used, makes an appearance later in the movie. Um, I think that was a nod to, to Bundy, but, uh, 
anyway, yeah, so this is kind of like this, this takes place, you know, maybe in like a parallel universe that he's one of these guys. Um, or somebody is one of these guys, but anyway, so Davy thinks that the cop is, you know, uh, the killer. So, uh, let me finish off this beer here. We'll get into this apricot wheat. Yeah, that's, uh, it's about a typical West coast piney bitter. Um, not, not bad though. You know, not my favorite style. I actually grabbed that by accident. Um, we were in kind of a hurry because we stopped at a brewery after a hike and, uh, we still had a two hour drive to camp. So, you know, we had a quick beer and then, um, went to grab some souvenir beers, you know, grab a four pack. And I thought I grabbed like the hazy pack, uh, until I got it to the, you know, register or whatever. And then I realized that it was West coast. And I was like, shit, well, <laughs> we're here now. I don't feel like taking it back. Let's just man up and drink it. Cause that's what I do. Apricot wheat from autos. You guys know we love autos. This beer is just so good, man. It's so refreshing. It's light. It's not sweet. Um, it's, it's like crisp and, uh, fruity, you know, it's just nice for like a hot ass day if you're going to be floating around a pool or, you know, whatever. Um, we did a uh, fruit beer last week, unexpected fruit beer. I thought it was just a Belgian, uh, like quad, but I guess not. Um, yeah, had a little fruit in it, but fruit and beer isn't bad. We know this by now. So hopefully you guys are uh, open to checking something like this out. Um, not sure if they're distro to PA or uh, Pittsburgh rather, but um, they're definitely available in their tap room. So if you're in the area, check it out. Stuff's pretty good. So, all right, where were we? Um, yeah, uh, got a couple notes here about just talking about how how great they, they do um, in portraying what it's like to be a teenage boy, you know, talking across the walkie-talkies, which was, that was fun. Come on. I don't know if you guys ever got to do that, but... You know, you're supposed to be in bed and suppressed or I don't know why I said it like that. You're supposed to be in bed and, uh, you know, all of a sudden you break out your walkie talkies and, uh, the kids are always available on the walkie talkies, you know, uh, which I thought was kind of weird, but that's just one of those little side notes you see in a, in a movie and, you know, you take something from it and, you know, just the constant, you know, you can't, you're going to wake up my mom. And then the other guy's like, not after the pounding I just gave her, shut up, Daryl. You know, just that whole, thing. <laughs> they do a really good job of just always, you know, uh, you know, making you laugh with, with those little dick jokes and the fart jokes and all that stuff. So little Davy decides to, uh, you know, present there we go there's the word i was going to say promote but that's not the right word present his friends with the uh this theory that he has right that that he thinks mackie mr mackie officer mackie is um is the killer he thinks he's the serial killer because he had to uh help him out with something in his house um because he he needed, he helped him do something in his house like move a piece of furniture and he saw a padlock on the door and down in the basement he was creeped out or whatever so and he just like is hyper-focused on this. And so everybody thinks he's like kind of, you know, out there, all his buddies think like, you're fucking crazy. He's the, you know, standout police officer, yada, yada. And he's like, yeah, but like we can do a stakeout. And so they do the little detective work and they find out his schedule. Like he leaves at this time. He does this at this time. He's usually home then. And, um, 
so they start, you know, just kind of following him, seeing if they can get any kind of evidence, you know, which is cool. You know, uh, all these little adventures. I'm sure you, you guys have done something with your friends way back then. You know, if it was a, I don't know, go build a fort in the woods or, you know, you always had something. At least I did. And if you didn't, I feel bad for you because that shit was fun. But yeah, they, um, they sit there and they, you know, they're starting to kind of get, um, oh boy. Oh, I hope that's okay. Um, I just lost my connection there for a second. Sorry, I got a notification, but it popped back up. So it looks like we're good to go. Um, my apologies. Um, <laughs> they constantly make fun of Davey cause he had this, uh, this, he has a crush on, on his like old, his like neighbor. She's like a little older. Now, if you're a guy, uh, well, not necessarily limiting to this to guys, but I had a, um, I had a neighbor girl. She lived, uh, well, I guess, I, yeah, <laughs> I had a neighbor. She was a girl and, uh, I had a crush on her, like major, major crush on her when I was growing up and, uh, in high school, my formative years and, um, very similar, you know, she was a little older. Um, but I'll tell you what. These girls are fucking cruel. And then I, I actually, <laughs> this was confirmed by my wife. Girls back then, um, and they might still do it now, but they know when like a guy likes them and they don't like them back, right? But they come over and they flaunt their stuff around and they flirt and they do whatever just to get a little attention, feel good about themselves and then fucking leave. And that girl did that to me so many times. My wife said that she did it <laughs> a few times. And she had this shit-eating grin across her face after I caught her on it. But uh, this happens to poor Davey. You know, he's got a he's got a crush. He's got a thing for this girl. And she comes over and, you know, kind of flaunts her stuff around and almost kisses him and then bails out the window. You know, that whole fucking thing. Oh, these girls, man, they're so evil. Why do they do this to us? Anyway, um, they're not really coming up with much. Uh, the boys aren't really coming up with much on, uh, evidence wise. So they step up their efforts. Uh, the one kid steals a car cause he looks like he's 30 and I actually found out that when he filmed this, he was 25. It's weird. Uh, he's like 25 and he's playing like 14, but he, he looks like he's, you have to just kind of look it up. I don't know how to explain it, but he looks older than he, he looks like an older teenage boy but he doesn't look like he'd be 30. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. Um, so he, you know, steals a car and they follow Mackie, you know, the, the officer to like a hardware store kind of thing. And uh, they just see him loading up a bunch of dirt and shovels and pickaxes. And they're like, Oh my God, it's him. It has to be him. And, um, you know, so like they step up their efforts and all that stuff. And uh, to the point where, you know, they, they decide to play, uh, they do that neighborhood game. Uh, it's called manhunt, which was just like flashlight tag. Um, we used to do that. We used to do release too, where like you had like a jail, like somebody's front porch was a jail and it'd be like tag. And then you have to like escort them back kind of. Uh, and then they would just sit there once the whole team was captured, you know, uh, you won. Um, that was fun. We used to play that in my cousin's neighborhood. He had like 30 fucking kids that lived on his street. I was always so jealous of that. I like two. Uh, but he had, it was always fun because we'd play all those games over there. Anyway, getting sidetracked, but that's part of this movie because it just stirs up 
all those old memories, man. It was, this was this is just such a fun ride as I trip over my words again. Um, you know what? I think I just need a little liquid refreshment. So, see, much better. Look at that. Perfect. Um, so they, they see the cop, um, you know, getting all this stuff, and they they decide to, you know, step up their efforts and all that. They're playing this game of um, manhunt, which is what they call it, and they start planting walkie-talkies. And uh, Mackie uh, catches on that they're they're uh, watching him. You know, Davey's got his binoculars. He's been searching all, you know, every night, you know, for the past however many weeks now, just trying to find some sort of evidence. Um, and uh, there's like a kind of cool moment. He uh, He's looking over at Mackie's and Mackie's already looking at him through the binoculars. He's like, shit. You know, he drops real quick and he gets back up and he sees that the walkie-talkie's just sitting in the window, like illuminated so you can see that that's what it is. So now Maggie knows that they're after him and everything. It's good, man. This is it, it's good, and the whole time they do a really good job at like portraying Maggie to be like evil, like through the kid's point of view. But he doesn't do anything. Like Maggie's just like, yeah, I mean, like I get it. What it was like being a boy, you know, like it was fun having adventures and having stuff to do in the summertime, like you know, no hard feelings, you know, he's just so cool and casual about everything. And, um, so there's a, there's an opening where he leaves for the day and, uh, young Davey happened to notice that there was like a garden plot that just got buried in the backyard and, you know, Mackie's backyard. And he thinks that maybe somebody's back there. And, uh, so they try to dig it up and they find a bloody shirt in this, in the shed instead. That was, that's like one of those fucking nursery rhymes. Uh, what was the seashell by the seashore? Yeah. Bloody shirt in the shed. No, I, I fucked it up. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so they find this shirt, and then they, they like finally decide to like come clear to the parents. Like, hey, look, we think this is what's going on. Is there something, you know, can you can you back us up on this one? And the dad, of course, is like, Get the fuck out of here. No, you guys have been harassing this poor man for like no reason. Marches him over there and, uh, you know, forces him to apologize, essentially. And again, Mackie just takes it like a champ. He's like, oh, man, I, I don't even care. That's fine. He's like, you know, no big deal. He's like, I can call the kid you thought you saw and I, I have an alibi and all this stuff. And that plays a part a little later, so. I got a little bit left of this apricot wheat, and then we're going to jump into this triple IPA. I'm excited for that one. That beer is really good. Um, but yeah. So now, obviously, all the kids are grounded. They're not allowed to do anything. And uh, But Davey's not giving up. He keeps saying, I'm telling you, this motherfucker is the killer. <laughs> He's relentless on this. And, um, well, he has an opportunity. There's a big festival that goes on in this town. And, um, you know, Davey hatches his plan that he's going to steal his, his dad works for the news. He's going to steal his dad's, uh, you know, video recorder, camcorder. And uh, for all you young bucks out there, there's these things called VHS tapes that you would put into a video camera and it would record, uh, 
because uh, that's how you recorded video back then. Uh, now everything's so instant, but uh, yeah, this is what they want to do. But before that can happen, Mackie shows up the door and he just wants to smooth things over. Oh, you know, Davy ain't home, or Davy's parents aren't home, Davy's home. And uh, he does a little, you know, look, I'm sorry. I, I know you, you got it out for me good, but, you know, if there's anything I can do to make you, you know, prove that I'm not the guy, you know, let me know. And Davy's just so apprehensive. He's like, nah, you know, I, it's okay. I understand. He's like, I just want to get this guy caught. So, you know, he has to try to prove it. So he tells him to call his nephew, his alibi, essentially. And uh, old Davey, you know, obviously the phone doesn't answer. Or whoever on the other end doesn't answer. Go figure, right? Very convenient. And um, Davey does a little uh, detective work, so to speak. He does, um, you know, that star 69 or calls the operator where, you know, you can find out what number was before. And this was back in the 80s before, you know, you had phone books. Um, you didn't have it all on your phone, readily available all the time. Uh, we used to have to write all of these numbers down. <laughs> and the most important numbers back then were on a board, you know, on your uh, on your fridge or like a, it was accessible. So you could call somebody if you needed to. And um, old Mackie's the number that he called. He called himself. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> something that kind of popped up again about all this was, you know, he had the, uh, he didn't want to let Maggie in the house for this phone call. So he had the, do you guys have like a, like a, like a house phone? I mean, everybody had a house phone. That's not, that's not what I'm asking, but one with like a really long cord that could reach like multiple rooms. Uh, I think every family had, it was always in the kitchen, I think. So it could just go, you know, mostly to the living room or the front door, out the back door, you know, a bedroom or whatever. But it was always like a, so long that cord. Um, that just stuck out to me. They end up later on looking something up. Um, I can't recall what it was, but, uh, they broke out like an encyclopedia and, you know, kids today just, you know, they're never going to understand what it was like to, to not have to do that. I sound like an old fucking idiot right now, but it just, you know, it brings me back to my childhood for the 40th time. Uh, I have said that and <laughs> you guys remember, uh, encyclopedia Britannica. Uh, that was that super, um, you know, bougie ass, like you fucking made it. If you had encyclopedia Britannica in your house, you were fucking loaded. You were the epitome of class and sophistication, my friend. Uh, so kudos to you. If you had that now, uh, probably like Goodwill You'd probably go get one like real cheap. <laughs> Cause I think they stopped making them after like 1997, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. All right. So we're getting towards the, 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 well, the whole movie's fun, but this is like, this ramps it up a little bit here. So let's finish this, uh, apricot weed and we'll jump onto this guy. And by jump onto this guy, I mean, drink a beer. Everybody's favorite sound. All right. Let's do a little bit here. Yes. 11 and a half percent triple IPA from neutral. Neutral is like one of the best value, like hazies out there. Well, best value craft breweries out there. They're like a step up from like a Trogues, but not quite up to like, like a hitchhiker or like a dancing gnome or, you know, other guys in Pittsburgh, uh, guys like that, like equilibrium, uh, monkish or whoever you guys, you guys pay attention. You guys know beer. Um, 
Always have solid beer though, man. Yeah, this is delicious. I like um, when I get like the, like the triple IPAs and other halves real good for this. There's almost like a sweetness to it. Um, you know, it's not it's not too bitter. Um, and I don't know if it's just, you know, because it's 11.5% that it tastes like that. But yeah, this is real good. Um, just easy drinking for 11.5%. doesn't taste like it, I'll tell you that. Okay, so we're through all our beers. Well, mostly. Um, we're getting to the fun part of the movie. Davey's just reopened his case essentially against Maggie. They have that festival coming up. And uh, they hatch a plan to steal um, you know, his dad's um, camcorder. Because these festivals and towns like this, these, these small towns, that's like all people. Like it's a community days. You know, that's what we did back when I was growing up in high school, out of high school, all that stuff. Um, I still know a lot of people that go and do those things. You know, they're fun. Go hang out with everybody, you know, that never left your small town um, or just all your friends that you went to high school with. It was like an annual high school reunion. You just go hang out with all your buddies that you haven't seen in a year. And sometimes it's for the best. <laughs> sometimes it's good just to see people once a year. But everybody goes to this festival and uh, there's some kind of ceremony. So the kids got the walkie talkies. You got Davey and his buddy, uh, Woody. That's the 30 year old that looks like he's 17, but he plays a 15 year old. Um, and then the hot girl pops up for whatever reason. Um, the hot neighbor that he has a crush on. I, I'm not saying she's hot. That's just how she's portrayed in the movie. That's how you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I wanted to clarify. Um, so they, they break into to Maggie's house while everything's down there. They're in the house and they get a call uh, across the walkie talkie from the other two guys that are, you know, the other two kids that are scoping out the situation. And they said, we found out what all the dirt and the shovels and the pickaxes were for. They put in a garden, like a community garden, with like flowers and all kinds of stuff honoring, you know, uh, officer Mackie cases dropped. They don't, they don't have anything. It's all done. Or is it? Davey's not convinced. He wants to see what's behind this door. He sees a door with a padlock on it uh, that, that, that piqued his interest uh, early in the movie when he was helping uh, Maggie move something downstairs. And he learned how to pick a lock with a, I don't know. He learns how to pick a lock. And that's what he does. He picks a lock, opens it up. They go in there with the camcorder. It's very like... You know, okay, we're are we about to see something or not? And there's just pictures. And this this movie took place in the '80s, so there's like the the old school like missing, you know, on the, on the milk cartons, and there's pictures of this kid uh, in this room, and they're recording, and they pan down and they see a corpse, like a decaying body, in a bathtub, and they found the fucking kid. The kid that was missing, there he is, he's dead. In Maggie's bathtub. They were fucking right the whole time. Oh my God. And you they do a pretty good job the whole time in this movie. Like, yeah, I'm not sure if it's Maggie. Oh no, it might be. Oh, wait, no, probably not. Well, I don't know. It's just this constant back and forth. You know, they do a uh, you know real nice job with kind of setting all that up. So they freak the fuck out. It's all on camera. 
they see this dead body and they also see his next victim uh, already chained up, ready to go. And they free him. They they, they run right to a police station. My batteries didn't run out. I'm just, uh, I'm just tired. I got to stop doing these on Friday night, even though it's Monday night. But it's kind of like a Friday night because I'm off tomorrow. I had to start doing it late at night because I get tired. And you guys don't get the same energy. Um, they take it to the police station, present the evidence immediately. And, uh, you know, the cop's like, we got to get this son of a bitch. Sends everybody. They got an APB out on the guy. All this stuff. They're fucking going after him. Davy's right. Davy's validated. He's the fucking hero. The parents are happy. You know, all this stuff. It's great. Happy ending, right? No. Maybe not. They can't find Mackie. Woody and... Davy have a sleepover at Davy's house, and um, you know they talk about we, you know, they can't find him. Are you worried? He's like, no, nah, they'll get him. I ain't worried about him. So the kids go to sleep. There's this great scene of the hallway uh, peering into what you assume is Davy's room. Doors open. Who sleeps with the door open? You fucking weirdo. The ladder from the attic comes down slowly, and down comes Mackie, step by step by step, very, you know, quietly, slowly. Holy fuck, he was one step ahead. Awesome. So this motherfucker is the killer, it's confirmed, and now he's in the house with the kids. What the fuck? He kidnaps them with some sort of chemical i don't know if it's like uh what's the stuff that they always put on like a cloth and then chloroform is that it not chlorophyll that's what plants crave or whatever uh the stuff that you know makes you knocks you out or whatever so they do that he does that mackie takes these kids out into the middle of the remote somewhere you don't know where it's at and uh they're just in the backseat of this cop car and he starts pounding on the window to wake him up and everything and they like take off running. He goes across his little intercom thingy and he says, now we're going to play manhunt for real, except the stakes are much higher. So this movie went from being very fun and campy and like funny and, you know, just kind of stylistic. There's like arcade scenes and the music's fun and, you know, to, oh my God, these children might actually get murdered. And, um, they're doing the whole thing. They're running away. They're running away. He catches Davy. He stabs Davy in the leg. He said, you're not going anywhere. He's like, I'll be back for you. And then he finds Woody. He finds Woody. And he jumps on Woody's back. And he slits Woody's throat. Holds his fucking head up so he can like bleed out and he can watch him bleed out. And because that's the only one. You guessed it. It's... Kill of the Week! <laughs> yep, that's the Kill of the Week, guys. Um, this was shocking. I was, honestly, like, when I first saw this, I was like, holy fuck, like, they actually killed a kid. Um, it wasn't just like a... They fucking killed, like, a main character. Um, and, you know, so that's kind of sad, because he was, like, my favorite character. And if you watch it, he's just kind of like this big... Just watch the fucking movie. This movie's great. Um, nine out of 10, you know, 
I don't know, you know, it's almost a 10 out of 10, but 10 out of 10 is like perfect. This is just really good. <clears throat> Davy finds his buddy dead and Mackie isn't far behind and grabs him and he says, I want to kill you so fucking bad, but that's not good enough for you. He said, you ruined my life. I had a good thing going. All you had to do was just leave me alone. And uh, so now I'm just going to, I'm just going to come back for you. You don't know when, but I'm going to get you. I'm going to come back for you. I'm going to fucking kill you. And every day you're looking over your shoulder wondering, you know, if I'll be back one of the days you're going to be right. Now that's some mental fucking warfare right there. Right. Just imagine like encountering that and then just never like dude didn't have to kill anybody ever again. Could have just went on and changed his identity and lived a different life. And every day Davey's going to be like, fuck, is this motherfucker coming for me today? And then he leaves. Mackie leaves. Um, you know, story goes on a little bit. Davey's found and rescued and, uh, they can't find Mackie. And, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty much the movie. Davey at the end of the, uh, has a little monologue at the end of the movie. And he's talking about, you know, the suburbs are where the craziest shit happens. And he's right. You know, behind closed doors, those perfectly manicured lawns, you never really know what's going on or who people are. And uh, his dad actually says something in the uh, earlier in the movie. And he said, that's why they invent invented curtains, hon, because uh, they were talking about somebody's marital troubles. And he said, I never would have understood. And he says basically the same thing. You don't know who people are behind closed doors. You don't know what's going on. Um. I'm not going to get on my soapbox here and tell people to be kind and all this stuff. You guys should fucking know that already. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's an eye opener and you wonder how much of this stuff, I mean, it still goes on today where there's like raids in neighborhoods and, you know, people are planning like a, a you know, a, a terrorist, you know, attack on something or, you know, they get raided for like child porn or there's like slavery still going on or just like all kinds of crazy shit. Um, and in the 80s and, you know, the 70s, a lot of this stuff in these perfect suburbias, you know, all this nice, you know, dad and grandpa are home from the war and everything's great. And we have, you know, I can feed a family of five off a of, like hardware store fucking salary and, <laughs> you know, but I mean, if you talk to like, I mean, not you personally, but if you watch the documentaries on like John Wayne Gacy who was the, the guy from Chicago that killed a bunch of fucking, I think it was like 33 people, kids and guys. And they were like under his house. Like imagine just like, like seeing that just all of a sudden there's a bunch of police outside of your neighbor's house. Some dude that used to work at like KFC who used to bring you chicken, you know, and you're like, Oh my God, there are 30 dead boys under there. How the fuck did we not know that? <laughs> and that's what this movie was alluding to. It was just like, you know, these, they could, they were, they would blend in. They were so nice or, or, you know, and they always talk about like the, I guess the lone wolf now. That's the, that's the big thing. Um, yes, this is the end of the podcast rant. So shut it off if you want. But, uh, you know, this was right around the time, like the eighties and the seventies. The this is right when they started putting that FBI profiling thing together. When they started, you know, okay, well, maybe it's like a single white male in his 30s or 40s or single, single white. I think it was a single male because uh, it was more likely 
statistically to be um, a serial killer if you were a guy. Uh, and then they started unlocking more uh, as they did more investigating. And if you haven't, and you have an interest in anything like this, um, we watched Mindhunter, which is on Netflix, and it's basically the story of them coming up with this department and this profile you know, system that they have, uh, where they use psychology and everything to help figure out why killers do what they do and what happened to them and to make them, you know, is it nature? Is it nurture? You know, things like that. Um, really good series. It's, it's kind of a bummer that it, it only got two seasons and then it got canceled. And I think it had something to do with the pandemic, but um, they have like real life serial killers on there. Um, there's a dude that plays Ed Kemper and uh, he's great. He's great on that fucking show. And anytime we see that actor <laughs> in something else, my wife and I are like, oh, I got Kemper. <laughs> you know, we freak out. Um, mother, for all you uh, Time Suck fans out there, because he does a great episode on Kemper. And uh, that it was fucked up. They all were. They all were. But that was, the, that was the point of the movie, was just, you know, they could be living right next door to you. They got to live somewhere, right? And that brings us full circle. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you again for the uh, continued support. This is fun. I keep saying that, but I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't fun. Uh, it gives me something to look forward to, you know, every week trying to keep things fun and original. Um, you know, having fun. Hoping you guys are still having fun. Uh, again, today's movie, you know, it's a 9 out of 10 for me. Summer of 84. Uh, you can find it on, um, it's on Shudder for sure. That's the horror movie streaming service. Um, they usually do a free trial for like a week and then you can like sign up and then cancel immediately. And they give you like an extra 30 days for free. So you essentially get like five weeks of free, you know, and you don't have to do anything, um, like pay anything, but it, that's on there. There's a bunch of good stuff on there. A lot of good documentaries on, you know, behind the scenes, uh, you know, special effects things or just, you know, whatever haunted films, all that stuff's cool. But, um, yeah, still got, uh, probably another 90 movies in the books to, and the list keeps growing. <laughs> so, uh, I think next week, um, probably going to get back to some more traditional things. Maybe we'll do like a, like saw or something, something along those lines. Um, bring back the, the massive audience that we have now, uh, that want to listen to movies that they've actually seen and heard of. Um, <laughs> but I can't recommend this movie enough. Hopefully you go check it out. Hopefully you guys had a good 4th of July. Um, I know that work schedules have been a little crazy because of all that people taking days off and having extra days and all that stuff. So took advantage of mine and I recorded this. Um, yeah. So until next time, cheers.